We all know how important it is to innovate in our businesses, but what if we're not the creative type? How can you come up with new business models and strategies? We'll share three simple ways today on The Friday Habit. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. All right. Welcome to The Friday Habit. Hey, Mark. Hey, Ben. Benjamin. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. Just call me. <laughs> Just call me Ben. Just call me Ben. I'm not in trouble. How have you been, Ben? I've been, hey, uh, old pastor friend of mine used to say that to me every day and laugh every Sunday. Oh, jeez. Hi, Ben. Ben. How cheesy. But hey, you know, I, I, I can live with it. It's all good. How have you been, Ben? You know, I'm actually good because we've gotten some uh, really kind reviews on the on the yes, podcast lately. I know that's really it's really cool. Uh, why don't you read one of them? I think we got one from uh, Sarah. Yeah, um, let's see here. Um, Sarah says, "Love the Friday habit. I started implementing the Friday habit the very same week I met Ben." such a simple concept. Then I started listening to the podcast and wow, all caps. Wow. By the way, wow. <laughs> the episodes are so practical, pract- practicable and actionable. <laughs> she said practical. I said practicable. I really believe that simple habits are the way to make massive changes in your business over time. Mark and Ben have some great advice and are just fun guys to listen to. Oh, how nice. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Sarah. That was, that was super nice of you. Um, yeah. And if you guys are enjoying the podcast, uh, please leave a rating or a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to listen. Um, it really helps us out and helps us kind of grow the community. So definitely leave us a review if you have the time. Yeah, totally. So today we're talking about coming up with innovative ideas. Yeah, and I, this kind of came to mind because as we're recording this, obviously um, COVID-19 is affecting us and our businesses, and it's it's honestly like forcing a lot of people to innovate with kind of new restrictions and stuff like that. Um, obviously, restaurants are being affected, lots of event kind of companies that run events and public spaces and stuff like that. I've noticed a lot of people kind of switching things up. Have you noticed anything in particular like around you where people are like changing their business model? Well, you know, I think one of the things that I've been seeing, especially in the marketing realm, right, is that people are switching up their message. Yeah. Um, they're kind of, they're pivoting from how they used to communicate yep. uh, and how they used to do sales. And now I've seen, especially this week, here we are, like I think in like in the third week of the whole COVID-19. I think in the very beginning, it was a lot of people you know, being really sensitive to the situation. And now I'm starting to see messages that are pivoting to like, you know, the attention is the number one thing that you, you want, you know, from, from potential customers. And right now, because of all the stuff's going on, every, you have everyone's attention, you know? Yeah. So I've been seeing just different messaging and stuff like that, which I think is at some point you got to get back to business, right? We yeah. can't be stuck here in lockdown and not trying to grow our businesses, um, we got to move forward and, and innovate and maybe do things in a different way. And so, yeah, yeah I definitely have been seeing seeing some of that go on uh, for sure. Yeah. And I, I think some of like the expected stuff is things like 
restaurants, you know, they're switching from dine in to take out. I mean, that's always something you've always done, but like you said, their messaging is more focused around takeout, you know, or mm-hmm. um, things like that. Or and even a restaurant actually right across the street from where Knapsack is located here is um, there's a restaurant that's a pizza restaurant and they actually pivoted to become a convenience store temporarily. So now they actually sell bread and toilet paper and stuff in the pizza shop because they're like, we know what people need and what they want. So they're just totally pivoting to, to get more people in, you know, and sell some stuff they don't normally sell, which I thought was pretty smart. That is an innovative idea. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's, that's interesting. And then like the bike shop downstairs, they, um, they've offered like a pickup and drop off station outside. So instead of just shutting down, they have a spot where they've kind of developed a system where people can come drop off their bike for repairs and then they have a little shelter there and they can pull that bike in repair it drop it off back outside so they don't they can still observe the rules but they can still kind of be open for service and the guy downstairs john that runs the bike shop uh, i was talking with him and he says they're actually pretty busy right now because they've been able to you know make some adjustments like that which is pretty cool and then, I mean, even things like online events, you know, like, uh, you know, we're both story brand certified guides, which I feel like we mention almost every week. We're, it's, I promise it's not a paid advertisement for Donald Miller, but uh, it's something we have in common. And I have noticed that, you know, with them, they had their really big guide training event in, on, in their in-person workshop, and they decided to pivot to doing that online pretty quickly, mm-hmm. you know, within less than a month of when the event was being held. And I know they reduced prices, you know, and I think they said, I saw somewhere that it was going to be the most number of people have ever attended the event because it was they were going online with it and opened up to a wider audience. So it's kind of interesting how that also can open up some opportunity. Sometimes when you have a limitation, it forces you to innovate and opens up new opportunities. So, so obviously, because of the environment that's taking place, it's forcing people to innovate. But what about when we aren't so easily motivated or what if there's not a clear direction on how to innovate? What are some, what are some things that, that uh, we should be doing? Yeah, there's three different ways I wanted to talk about today. The first one is what I call cross-pollinating from other industries. And this is something that I just noticed myself doing naturally. And so I came up with this way of talking about it, which is cross-pollinating. So the idea is, you know, I'm in the website design industry, but other industries have these interesting services out there. And when you see one, you know, think about you, what you do as a business. How can you emulate what someone is doing in a different industry? So don't always look at other web design companies and try to do what they're doing, but think about like, how do car mechanics, you know, how do they uh, attract business? Or, you know, how does a um, fast food restaurant do something? And you just think about, okay, how can I apply those innovative things to my business where nobody else is thinking about that in my industry? So some examples of that are with Knapsack, we do the website in a day kind of thing where we build everything out. Well, part of the inspiration for that one time was seeing a, a painting company that did a painter for a day. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. It's kind of like having, you know, someone on service. You don't know exactly how much you're going to get done, but you know you're going to have them for one day and they're going to do everything they can to add value to you for that day, right? So I saw that and I was like, you know, maybe you could do a designer for a day. And then eventually that kind of evolved more into the the more productized service we have now, but it was kind of a cool inspiration. Some other things are like... Uh, my dentist office has a subscription where you pay yearly up front and you get all your cleanings for the year because you're subscribed to them as a member. So all your cleanings are included in this. I think it's like $500, $600 for the year. And my family of four gets all their cleanings for the year, which is a pretty good deal. And then since you're doing that, it brings loyalty to them, but also um, so they know you're going to come back to them, but it gives you, I think it's like 20 to 30% off 
uh, of all of your, you know, if they need to do something else like a filling, then it gives you a discount. So that's another inspiration of like, okay, how could I apply that to me? Can I offer a retainer to my clients where they get a service that's ongoing? And then if they need additional services, there's, there's a discount, you know, so it kind of builds in loyalty. So those are just some kind of examples of that. So what I did in a blog post recently was kind of break this down into a list of different things. So there's a link in the show notes to this, but basically it's like a list of different business activities, like delighting customers, encouraging repeat business, simplifying pricing, and then a list of companies or industries like Disney, Amazon, fast food restaurant. So you can kind of mash them up. Basically, it's like I actually wanted to build like a randomizer. I haven't gotten around to this yet, but I'd love to build a little randomizer where you could go to innovativebusinessideas.com and click a button and it's like it mashes up these different business models, you know? I think it would be a cool way to like be a, a brainstorming exercise. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, so like an example would be like, what if my company Knapsack tried delighting customers like Disney? Like, what would that look like? And sit with that for a few minutes and think about like, what does Disney do that's over the top that makes their customers super happy? Like, how do they handle customer service and stuff like that? And it's pretty interesting how they do. So it's like, you can apply those things to your industry, even if you're not in the, you know, events industry. So Another example would be like, what if my company tried encouraging repeat business like Amazon? Amazon has this subscription where you get free shipping. Like, what could you do to get a subscription going that makes people more loyal to you? Or what would it be like if my company tried simplifying pricing like a fast food restaurant? So then like when you go to a fast food restaurant, it's easy because you see a menu right there. Like what, just imagine what if a doctor's office operated more like a fast food restaurant, <laughs> mm. you know, like if you think about like walking in, like, hmm, I'll take one of those and one of those. Yeah. I think I, I like that idea. And I think that it's one is as a business provider, you can be more efficient with what you do. Like I think about even Chipotle, for instance, right. They have like a burrito, a taco and a salad. Like right. those are the three things that they offer. Yeah. Now they can do variations of that, whether it's a steak burrito or a chicken burrito, but there's not a thousand things on the menu and it makes the line go a lot faster. Cause as soon as I get there, I'm not looking at the 20 things on the menu. Like, Ooh, do I right. feel like a chimichanga today or a poblano pepper stuffed? <laughs> right. It's like, no, that's not my options. I can, I, do I want a burrito, a taco or a salad? I want a burrito today and I want chicken in it and I want white beans or white rice and beans. Yeah. So I like that. I like that idea. And I think that that, if we thought more like that, I think we definitely could innovate our businesses a lot more. Yeah. That's brilliant, Ben. I like this. I like <laughs> well, this. Well, you know, it's one of those things where there's, you know, creativity, I think, is somewhat misunderstood. And, and my, my philosophy with it is that creativity is just combining different ideas that already exist. I think a lot of people probably think the same way about it. But it's basically the idea that you're not creating something brand new. You're just combining things in a new way that other people haven't done, right? That's all it is. So Chipotle is a great example because it kind of eliminates decision fatigue a little bit because it's like three options to start with. Once you've chosen that, then you move on to your next decision. You have add-ons. I mean, I could see this applying directly to my business. It's like, okay, you, you can get a logo, you know, you can get a website get, or you can uh, get like messaging or something like that. It's like, which one do you want? All right, here's add-ons. Do you want to add sour cream? <laughs> you know, do you want to add an extra five concepts of logos or do you only need three concepts of logos or whatever right. it might be? Do you want to add some SEO services to that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> some SEO on the side. Um, <laughs> exactly. So you can, you can do it in a way that also simplifies your process. Like you said, now it's something you can go through. Your employees can execute that easier because the pricing's already determined. 
you don't have to think about a lot of the stuff like quoting each project. So anyway, that kind of goes to productizing, but the whole concept is like just kind of cross-pollinating from other industries. So taking ideas from other industries, cross-pollinating, if you will, kind of like if we're a bee sitting on a rose and then we go to a daffodil, you know. Yeah, that's how it works. (laughs) That's science. Red daffodil. science. (laughs) So cross-pollinating, what's next? Yeah, so another thing would be applying imaginary limitations to your business. Right now, there's some limitations that are being applied to businesses that are not imaginary. Things like people having to work from home, not being able to gather in large groups. But if you apply limitations to your business, like what if you imagine taking away something you can't do anymore, you know, something you're not allowed to use or in something that sounds maybe impossible, like it doesn't anymore. I don't think with websites, but lots of people are like, oh, is that possible to build a website in a day? You know, and now everybody advertises that, oh, it only takes you an hour to build your own website, you know, with whatever platform, which is technically true, but you're not going to get a great website building it yourself in an hour, obviously, unless it's something super simple. So the idea is if you, you know, apply a limitation like, oh, what if we were only allowed to work with this client for one day? How could we use that day the most effectively possible? That's a limitation, right? It's not mm-hmm. a real limitation. We could make it take as many days as we want. But if we apply that restriction, then it makes us be creative and think about how can we make that work so that it's valuing the client's time and our time? And what do we need around that day? What systems and processes do we need in order to make that efficient? So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could do this. You could say, what if this is something I've thought about before. I've read stories about people who have systemized their business because they got sick and were unable to work for a long time. So I've thought about only half seriously thought about faking an injury and being like, all right, team, sorry, I can't work. I guess we got to systemize the business. So I literally cannot do anything other than talk to you. I've thought about applying a restriction where I come into work and I'm not allowed to touch a laptop for a week. I can't touch a computer. I can only communicate. So it forces me to train Mm. people to do what I do. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying that's a good idea. I don't condone faking your own death or <laughs> faking an injury. And all you knapsack ladies, if Ben comes in, <laughs> you know, just in a wheelchair and a body cast, you might be a little suspicious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They'll start kicking me, kicking my cast. Like, yeah, exactly. sure, Ben, you're not injured. We know your plan. Right. But, you know, it, it, these, these false limitations or these imaginary limitations kind of force you to be creative and think about, you know, working inside of that box that you put yourself in and how do you... How do you make that work? And it it kind of puts you in these new situations that makes you think in a different way. You know, whether you actually apply the limitation or not, you know, is up to you. But I think it really helps you think in a different way about something. I mean, all these things are very... One is I've actually never thought about any of this stuff before you brought it up today. And so thank you because yeah. <laughs> this actually helps me within my own business as I'm trying to innovate and define you know, what exactly is that we do. Um, But yeah, I think that as business owners, we should always be striving to grow and to push ourselves to the limit because they, you know, they say, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? Yeah. And so the idea of, well, how do we, how do we grow? Well, let's maybe cross-pollinate. Let's maybe put limitations on, on what we do. And that will help us to solve problems uh, like never before, you know. And then lastly, obviously, right, use the Friday habit system to constantly evolve. Yeah. I, I was thinking, I was like, you know, actually our system really helps solve this problem. It really does. I mean, 
so, you know, if you're not familiar with the Friday Habit system, the idea is that you're capturing, you know, opportunities and problems that come out come up throughout the week with your team. So when something, some challenge comes up in your business or something goes wrong, or you think of a new idea, you write it down in a place where everybody can see it. And then every Friday is the way we do it. You can do it on a different day, but we take Fridays off to work on our own businesses. And so basically on those Fridays, we collect all those ideas and brainstorm together. All right, how can we fix this problem for the next week or the next time this happens? How do we make sure the good things keep happening? And how do we make sure the bad things, you know, don't happen again? You know, if it's something that needs to be worked on to prevent it from happening again, then let's fix that. So the cross-pollinating and, you know, applying imaginary limitations, those are things that are kind of like proactive and like very like, Hey, let's think big picture about how these things could work. This, the Friday habit is a way like on the ground every week to be able to like, how do we innovate organically according to what our clients are asking for, according to what they need, not really pie in the sky stuff, but more like really realistic, like practical stuff in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I think using that whole system really does help you kind of evolve and adjust to what your clients need pretty quickly. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I definitely recommend checking out the PDF on the website, um, Fridayhabit.com. We've got the free download there and basically it walks you through all that stuff and how to start doing the Friday habit and how that whole system works. So I think you definitely find that useful. Head over to the Fridayhabit.com. So in summary, the three ways to generate innovative business ideas One, cross-pollinate from other industries. Apply imaginary limitations to your business. And three, use the Friday habit system to constantly evolve. So if we had one action item this week, Ben, what is that going to be? I would say go through the uh, cross-pollination exercise. Um, We're going to link to a blog post in the show notes that has a list of ideas that you can pull from or you can make up your own. But I would say to sit down for 15 minutes with a notepad and then write out a few businesses that you admire, you know, in different industries and imagine what that would be like if you were to apply some of those ideas or ways they, you know, the ways they get customers, the way they do pricing or whatever it is, try thinking about how that applied to my business. So that would be uh, what I'd recommend this week. Nice. Uh, ben, where can people find us? Uh, well, if you go to the FridayHabit.com, you can find all the show notes for this episode. Um, you can also find links to our websites, uh, Knapsack, Creative Co., and Brand Viva. And you can find out ways to get in touch there. Uh, and then, like I mentioned, at the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System. And that'll show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to The Friday Habit. And remember, until next time, live every day like it's Friday. <laughs>